Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for the bigger picture with Ryan Huang. Now, we are taking a look at the chips industry uh, or the semiconductor industry, and it's an interesting one to pay attention to because if you take a look at the past six months, we have seen growth there decelerate. In fact, at one point, there were conversations around, oh, okay, maybe your computer or your TVs or your phones, that's going to be on a bit of a delay. Yeah, if you think about it, the boom years of COVID-19 really helped to drive the sales of some of these devices, laptops, work from home, study from home. But that may be easing as we kind of get out of COVID-19. And in turn, we've seen semiconductor sales easing up a bit. For June, it was just expanding by 13.3%, down from 18% in May. So for the past six months, we've seen some deceleration. And you also have the geopolitics, those factors playing out as well. So semiconductor stocks, no surprises, have been hard hit this year. Mm. Shares of both AMD and Intel are down over 30% year to date. And both companies could be in more pain in the near term. So let's check in with Stanley Lim. He is the co-founder and chief editor for Value Invest Asia and also the video creator at his YouTube channel, Invest with Stanley. Morning, Stanley. How are you doing today? Good morning, guys. Yeah, I'm doing great. Hey, let's uh, get your outlook first for the chip industry. No, we've been talking about recession on the horizon, people holding back on buying stuff, including devices. When was the last time you bought a laptop or a smartphone? (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Over the pandemic, uh, many of us are buying a lot of devices. For me personally, I bought like four or five (laughs) devices just to keep everyone entertained and for school and for work uh, and the family. So definitely, I think the demand has been pumped up over the last few years. And now we're seeing a real slowdown and the recession concern is, is getting real. Mm. And what are you looking out for when you look at the numbers? Are we seeing this continue to get worse? I think we have get uh, an indication from both the company Intel and AMD that they have uh, warned that they are seeing uh, more weakness ahead for especially the PC market and also the gaming market as well. And uh, the gaming is, uh, market is affected not just from uh, people going back to work, but also the collapse of the cryptocurrency market. Mm. So that has really softened the demand uh, for graphic cards as well. Yeah, a lot of these uh, chips are being used for the rigs that do the mining for these uh, cryptocurrencies as well. What about the supply chain issues there? What's the picture there right now? We've seen or heard about disruptions playing out. What's the situation? Right, I think right now the supply chain issue is more or less uh, stabilized, mainly coming from the lower demand, right? Uh, Last time, uh, everything is trying to ramp up just to catch up with demand. And now with softening demand going forward, I think they will not be seeing much issue. Even uh, In the case in point, uh, some of the GPU graphic cards pricing has started to come down as well. So we're really seeing a lot of weaker sentiment going forward. Yeah, when you look at the outlook, there seems to be some positive factors as well to support the industry. We've seen how these uh, disputes between the US and China have brought about conversations or ideas about raising their independence from other countries for their own chips. And this could actually drive up their chip factories. How will this play out for the outlook for the chip industry? Right, yeah. When you're talking about supply chain independence, I guess, you know, uh, both sides, both from the US and the, uh, on China, they are really encouraging their national chip makers. Um, but at the point in time, still, I think uh, China with their national foundry, SMIC, they are still 
quite far away from in terms of skills and capability of what the U.S. company can do. So although they are catching up and now with the U.S. government looking to subsidize Intel as well to build more plants mm. locally, that will really still boost the advantages of the U.S. chip makers, I feel, at least in the short term. But definitely the semiconductor Cold War is coming, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got two big names in the space, AMD and Intel. What's worth noting, just two weeks ago, AMD hit a milestone, surpassing Intel in market cap for the first time. But when you look at market share, Intel pretty much still dominating with over 70%. So look at the uh, landscape right now for us, uh, Stanley. What is the difference between AMD and Intel? Right, yeah. So you're right that AMD market cap has uh, surpassed Intel. But uh, both of them, although they are in the same, pretty much the same market, uh, they have a very different uh, business model. So Intel is what we call an integrated processor where they do everything by themselves, right? From the design to the manufacturing of the chips. Uh, that gives them a lot of control in the production capability and, and capacity. But AMD, after 2009, where they spin off their manufacturing arm, they have started to become a fabulous chip maker, meaning that they only do the design, but they outsource all the manufacturing to foundries like Global, Global Foundries or TSMC. So that let them allow them to focus on the best design and not so much on worrying to keep up the capex of the factory just to maintain competitiveness with uh, Intel. So that's why uh, it has worked well for AMD over the past few years. Yeah, so it looks like this um, asset and light approach seems to be paying off to some extent. So when you look at the financials, Sandy, how do both of them stack up? Right, when in terms of financials, uh, you're right. Intel is actually still a much bigger company, right? Uh, but Intel over the past quarter has seen their revenue go down about 22%, which is a very, very uh, drastic drop. Uh, and their earnings has actually dropped close to 80% year on year, right? Uh, but overall, Intel is still making uh, around about $15 billion for the quarter, while AMD on the, on the other side uh, makes about $6.6 billion, And that's after their huge acquisition of a company called uh, Cynix. But... The performance-wise, AMD has a totally different story and AMD has, is still seeing huge growth in all their data centers and their gaming division. Some part of it is coming from the acquisition from Cynix, but definitely AMD is still looking much stronger financially at the moment. Yeah, looking at the recent financials, it does seem that AMD has been outperforming, beating in the latest quarter estimates for profit and revenue. But going forward, Stanley, uh, which stock looks more attractive to you to get into right now? <laughs> of course, this is just my personal opinion, but uh, I myself is still very much more optimistic about AMD than Intel. The first being it is still a smaller company. This means that from a smaller base, it is much easier to grow than Intel. Mm. And uh, AMD is continue to add more of their offerings now, uh, especially with the acquisition of Cynix now going to embedded chips. And they, they're just opening up more uh, business revenue for the company. Uh, Intel, in, on the other hand, is more of a turnaround story. They have been struggling for the past few years and hopefully they you know, can sort out uh, some of the issue. And with the subsidy coming from the government, maybe they can uh, have a good turnaround as well. All right, AMD versus Intel, Stanley Lim co-founder and chief editor for Value Invest Asia and also video creator at his YouTube channel, Invest with Stanley, helping us to break it down for um, this morning's conversation. Stanley, thanks for your time this morning and we'll catch up again with you soon. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. M. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app.
That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.